Hello folks, my name is Rick Pearson and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Have you ever wondered how close we are to the second coming of Christ? Stay tuned, we have some insight you definitely want to hear. Welcome back. Recently, we were at church in the Queensway in Toronto, Ontario, where my dear friend, Pastor Billy Richards, asked me some very personal questions. However, in the interview that is coming, we get into some very deep teaching concerning America's role in Bible prophecy that, to our knowledge, no generation has ever been taught. So let's join that conversation now in Toronto at Church on the Queensway, and you are there. Rick Pearson, you and I have known each other for 40 years. I mean, the last show you did, you blew me right out of the water. I mean, I'm sitting there, you were in a bus business, and now God's using this way. I mean, we talked about Wilkerson vision. You talked about Oral Roberts speaking into your life. You talked about the four major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel. Uh, for those who were not watching people, I'm going to ask him to take a couple minutes, just bring you up to speed so we can move on to the next part. Okay, uh, we, we basically talked about angelic visitations from generation to generation, and it reveals hidden knowledge to that generation. And these, these prophets, uh, David Wilkerson had a vision, Oral Roberts had a vision. The last vision Oral Roberts had was he saw blood, smoke, and vapor over New York City. It went down the East Coast. It came into the inland and then it went out and the Lord spoke to him and said, 9-11 is a forerunner of things to come. God speaks to people today, just like he did to those Old Testament prophets. And in 1986, God spoke to me uh, in, a, in, a, in a way very similar to the Old Testament prophets. I'm not saying I'm a prophet like them. I'm not in their league, but we definitely serve their God. And, and God is moving right now in America, fulfilling Bible prophecy, even as we speak right now. Things are happening and things are being fulfilled. There's um, eight providential nations in Scripture. Six have fallen and two are left. Okay, but uh, number one, uh, help me, because I, I'm still a little cloudy on this word providential. Okay. And then the second question, I'll throw both questions at you at the same time. One, this providential stuff, I'm a little cloudy on, but I only get six of the nations in the Bible, like Greece and, and all these, Rome right. and, and, and the woman, all From this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get eight. So first of all, give me the providential and then bring me up to speed why there's eight. Okay, I, I have some diagrams that's going to help it because if, if, you, if, you can't, if you can see it with your eyes, it's a lot better. Right. But providential basically means uh, created from a divine proclamation. In other words, God spoke it, he'll also do it. He has purposed it, he will make it come to pass. We have eight providential nations that, that, the, that God spoke to the prophets that would rise and fall. And uh, the, uh, perhaps... A traditional, uh, traditional teaching probably uh, starts with Daniel 2. Daniel has a revelation. Uh, well, actually, it was Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream of this golden image, and Daniel is called to interpret the dream. Right. So this is in around 600 B.C. 
So uh, Daniel interprets the dream and he says, this image that you had, Nebuchadnezzar, is, is four different nations. The, 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 the image was made a golden head, uh, silver chest, uh, bronze in the center, and each part of this image that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about was a providential nation that would rise and fall. So uh, that's in Daniel chapter 2. Now 40 years later, now you can see 40 years later Daniel has a second vision. He has his own vision and he sees these animals and the animals parallel exactly what the image was. For, for example, the lion with wings was representing Babylon. And the angel tells him these are nations that will rise and fall. So basically what's happening, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. Forty years later, Daniel has a vision. He sees these animals and they, it confirms Nebuchadnezzar's dream. That in Babylon would fall to Persia. Persia would fall to Greece. And then Rome would rise up after Greece. And then of course this image has ten toes which is going to represent ten nations that will rise up in the last days. Now, this is in, in around 550 BC. 500 years later, actually about 600 years later, John on the Isle of Patmos is visited by an angel and he sees the same animals that Daniel saw rising up out of the sea of humanity. And it says that this this beast that rises up out of the sea of humanity is made up of all the nationalities and all the peoples that came from the other nations. Wow. Okay? So uh, the lion, you see the lion's head, that's Babylon. You see the bear's head, that's Persia. You see the leopards, that's Greece. And in the last days, this great nation, all these people would rise up to form a, a, a one world government and the one of the heads has ten horns. And that's ten divisions that would rule over the earth, according to Daniel. Now, in Revelation 17, or excuse me, yeah, that's Revelation 13. Revelation 17 is John's final vision. Right. His final vision, he sees the same beast, but this time she has a woman. The beast has a woman on her. Now who is the woman? It says it's mystery Babylon the great. Nobody knows who this woman is. We know who all of these other nations are because they've, ri they've risen and fallen. And we know that they're all going to come together again to form a one world government according to scripture. But there's a mystery riding on the beast and it's a woman. Now, when you, when you go further in Revelation 17, it talks about these seven heads, and it said the seven heads are seven mountains, or seven continents of the earth, and they rise up out of the waters. Peoples, nations, tongues, and people. But there are also seven kingdoms. So that the heads represent seven kingdoms that would come throughout the earth and says here is now now this is a little bit confusing until you break it down it said the seven heads 
are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. She sits upon the seven continents of the earth, and she sits upon the beast. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, one is, the other is not yet come, and when he cometh he must continue a short space. And the beast that was is the eighth, and is of the seven. Now this, this is really confusing. But until you break it down, and we go to the next, we go to the next picture, and you can see when it says that the beast is uh, is the eighth, the eighth is the beast with ten kings with the ten horns. We break this down, and we can see that throughout history, when John received this, it said five of the kings had fallen. Now John was in Rome at the time. So Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, and Greece had all fallen. It says five of the kings have fallen. One is, Rome was at the time of John's revelation. So one of those was already there. Now that's six. Right. Now it says, one is yet to come and will continue a short space, but the beast is the eighth. Well, there has to be a seventh in order for there to be an eighth. The woman is the seventh. The woman is the seventh kingdom that must be deposed before the new world order comes in, which is the beast with the ten king, with the with the ten divisions of the earth. Now, the thing that the thing that divides up me between the traditional prophecy teachers and the my my interpretation is that the prophecy teachers of tradition thought the woman and the beast were one and the same. But you think they're separate? They're totally separate. They're totally separate, and if you dig into Scripture, it will show you that. This is where David Wilkerson saw it, Oral Roberts saw it. Some other people have saw visions of America being attacked and going down in flames. Right. But no one has pulled out a Scripture yet to confirm how did the dots join for this to happen? Right. So, in Revelation 17:12. Now, Revelation 17:1 through 11, it describes this woman with a cup in her hand. She's rich. She's uh, full of abominations. She's full of sexual immorality. But she's she raises. She's raised up as a providential nation, richest nation in the history of the world. She's God's kingdom. Jeremiah prophesies that she is a golden cup in the hand of the Lord, raised up by God, the richest, most powerful nation in the world. But she's got a cup in her hand, and in that cup is an abominations of sexual immorality and, and the shedding of innocent blood, the blood of martyrs and of saints. Now, in Revelation 17, 12, we can read, that the beast and the ten horns will hate the woman and the beast and the ten horns have not yet received power. This is a time sequence. We're talking in Revelation 17 of the beast who has not yet received power yet. And yet the woman is sitting on him. And that word kathamia means to police or control. When Jesus sits on the throne and rules, it's kathamia. 
He rules and reigns. This woman is Kathamia. She is sitting on the beast before he comes into power. So this is the time sequence that no one's ever really pulled out of Scripture. It's pre-tribulation. This is where we're at right now today. So the woman is holding the beast back. The woman is holding the beast back. She's holding him back from coming into power. There's a power struggle going on. A power okay. struggle between the global elites and democracy. Help me here. In your book, there's a, a real game changer. It's the time sequence thing. Explain this again to me, okay? Because it, it kind of just went over my head. So okay. I apologize. Okay. You, you have the woman yeah. sitting on the beast. And it says in Revelation 17, 12, and the beast and the ten horns who have not yet received power. Right. So from Revelation 17, 1 through 11, it's describing this woman. Then it comes to the beast and it says, he hasn't received power yet. The woman is suppressing him. The woman is suppressing him. They have to depose the woman before they get global authority to take over the world. Now, I said in Revelation 17, 12. In Revelation 17, 16, it tells you how that will take place. And the beast and the ten horns will hate the woman, and they will burn her with fire, for God has given him authority to judge the woman and fulfill his word. Right. So, if America is the woman, and I believe she is, she has to be deposed before the new world order comes in. Okay, so Rick, I'm going to read this to you because I wrote it down and I want to read it to you properly and okay. you deal with this. Okay, here we go. The, the Bible says there are ten horns on the beast and ten toes on the image of Nebuchadnezzar. They represent ten kings who will give their power to the beast. Who do you think the kings are? Okay, the kings are, the kings are seven entities that come together, seven nations, seven groups of people but they form 10 geographical regions on the earth. In other words, all of those nations that rose and fall, rose and they, they yeah. raised up and were deposed, well, their descendants are still here. So the new world order will be made up of all of those different, French, English, German, you name it. Yeah. They'll all be, but there will be 10 divisions on the earth where those seven kings will rule where those people will rule. Now, this is very interesting for us Canadians because in 1965, uh, an industrialist uh, from Italy got together and with Alexander King, and he was the director of the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, OEC. And they formed a club, 1965, called the Club of Rome. Their, their purpose for the Club of Rome was to do studies on world sustainability. How big will the world get before we can't sustain ourselves was basically their study. And they got together with some uh, technicians from MIT and they put some graphs in computers and they did some studies. And one of the men that was very interested in their study was Pierre Elliott Trudeau. The Prime Minister of Canada. The Prime Minister of Canada. And in 1968, he got involved with them. 
And it says in, in the, uh, some of the writings from the recordings, it says, uh, Pierre L. Trudeau stimulated our thinking on the club's philosophy and methods. Now, they conceived the idea that a new world order would be made up of 10 regions on the earth. Wow. 10 regions that would govern everyone. And uh, it was about sustainability of what can we do to sustain the population. Now, they came up with, with all this theory. And in 1971, they had a meeting in Canada at Montebello for the Club of Rome and on world sustainability. And they decided that if the world was going to sustain itself, number one, they had to stop the birth rate or they had to uh, keep the people that were already alive and keep, keep them down. For, for, for example, uh, just keep it down and stop people from, getting, right. from having babies. So they came up with the idea that in order to stop, uh, prevent growth, they would encourage homosexuality, they would encourage birth control, abortion, prostitution, and celibacy. Everything going against the Word of God. Everything going against the Word of God. And then, in order to stop the world also from growing, instead of preventing people from being born, they had to create things to kill people off if we got too many. So they looked at um, allowing hunger, famine, war, and disease to take place to just kind of like weed out the crop. Now this was, this was the Club of Rome saying that we're going to have 10 geographical regions and this is how we can have sustainability. Now in order for them to sell this to other people, they decided in searching, this is from the, a report to the Club of Rome, in searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it's only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. They thought this up over 40 years ago in Canada, the climate change and all this stuff, to get people afraid and to get them into a, a new world order, that we need a new world order to, in order to sustain. Now here we are in 2021, we have the United Nations with a 2030 agenda. The 2030 agenda is to have global governments, governance, and they have the G7, the G20, the World Health Organization, and the World Economic Forum for, for Financing, and they believe that by 2030, they can have a, a, a one-world government. And they're using the same patterns. Climate change, abortion, they're promoting homosexuality. They're doing all the things that were originated here in Canada in the Club of Rome. And they're looking for those G7, G20, etc., to join in the Club of Rome and create this new world order. So here we are right now, Billy, with the new world order coming, the globalists is what we call them, they're fulfilling Bible prophecy. And there's a woman that's in their way. Right. The United States of America. 
the United States is the seventh kingdom who is sitting in front of the eighth kingdom, the beast, holding back the beast. Okay, so there's 53 descriptions of her. Give, you know what, can you give me some of those descriptions? Okay, um, here we go. Number one, we know that she's providential because she's spoken of. The United States is a providential nation. That's written right in her, right in her uh, writings from the men that helped founded her, that she's providential. Number two, she has to be the seventh of eight. She has to come before the new world order comes. That's a time sequence. This woman has to appear before the beast arises. So we fit that time sequence. Number three, she has to be a mystery. Nobody's figured this out for 2,000 years who this woman was until right now for such a time as this. The appointed time of discovering who she is is right now because she meets all 53. Now, the, the thing that's, that's so compelling is all the other nations in those pictures were described as animals, but this nation's described as a woman. The world recognizes her as a woman. And the Statue of Liberty has seven spikes on her head representing the seven continents of the world and how she illuminates her democracy throughout the world. Mm. So th for those of us in this generation, we have to look for a nation whose iconic symbol is a woman. Um, number, number, number seven, number six, the Word of God says in Isaiah, excuse me, in Revelation 17, 3, 4, the Word of God says that she's the wealthiest nation in the world. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm going to quote some scriptures, but everything that I'm saying is documented in scripture. This is not Rick saying this. This is the writing of ancient prophets who said, this is what this woman will look like. Number seven, uh, the word says in Revelation 18 and 17, she'll be a port city. She will be a port nation. She will have multiple ports and does trade with the world. Number eight, she'll trade over 27 products, Revelation 18, 12. The word says that she'll also have been traded in slavery, Revelation 18, 17. And number 10, the word of God says that she makes the merchants of the earth rich with the abundance of her delicacies. Number 11, she has a world currency. She dominates the world with her economy and with her money. Number 12, Revelation 17, 9 and 18, says that she sits upon the mountains and upon the world, but she has a great military, and that's how she pleases the world, the world with the greatest military in the world. Number 13, she polices all seven continents with that, with that military. Number 14, the Bible says that she has wisdom and knowledge above all other nations. Number 15, it says she's proud. She says within her heart, I sit a queen and will see no sorrow. Number 16, uh, Isaiah 47, 10 and Revelation 18:07 says she thinks that she cannot be deposed. She thinks there's no way, nobody, no, nobody can take her down. She has pride in her heart. Number 17, the Bible says that at some point in her existence, she falls into darkness. She falls into spiritual darkness in God's eyes. And that's in Revelation 
47.1, 5, and Revelation 18.02. And in Re and the 18th description is that she's literally driven into darkness by God. Now she's a covenant nation, Billy. Revela uh, Deuteronomy 28.1 through 15 will tell you all the blessings that can come upon a nation when they line up with God and the Word. But once you go into the 16th verse of Deuteronomy 28, there are three verses of warning of hap what will happen to that nation if they do not obey God's word. Mm -hmm. And somewhere there's a separation where the nation falls away from God and she becomes the habitation of every foul and unclean spirit. Her morality goes down the tube. She no longer it recognizes uh, Judeo-Christian protocol and she falls into darkness. We are there right now. This is where we're at in America. And in uh, the 19th description the word says in Isaiah 47, 9, 10, and 12 that she's filled with ancient Babylonian religions. And I'll just quickly go through this. She has enchantments, Ouija boards, tarot cards. She has necromancy and medians stargazers, astrology, she, she has witchcraft. And number 24, the Bible says that she's, a, a, the, it calls this nation a prostitute. Now, she was once, Jeremiah said she was a lady of kingdoms in Jeremiah 50. Now in Revelation, he calls her a prostitute. That word is pornavu. It means pornography. She is recognized around the world for her pornography. The U.S. creates the most pornography in the world. And then for the 25th description, she's a world leader in selling pornography. Um, the, the 26th description is that she is drug-induced. She's full of sorcery. The word uh, sorcery is pharmakia, and that's where we get the word pharmacy from drugs. She's a drug-induced nation. 27th is in Romans chapter 1, the whole chapter talks about a reprobate society. Reprobate means people leave God, they don't have any thought whatsoever of God in society, and it gives 27 different descriptions of a lawless society, rioting, hatred, bitterness, arguing, the loss of um, people's respect for their parents. And the whole society becomes reprobate in God's eyes. But the 30th description says that God's people are in her. It says, come out of her, my people, and be not partaker of her sins, nor in the plagues that are going to come upon her. So we have now the United States of America who has broken covenant with her God, but there's people inside her who still have covenant with God. Just because a nation breaks covenant doesn't mean the people within her break their covenant. Folks, thanks for joining us today. I hope through Billy's questions you better understand where we're coming from at Prophecy USA and the sobering word that we've been called to deliver to our generation. 
Now, for more Q&A, please feel free to join us every Thursday for our Bible study. I would like to thank all of you who are supporting us both prayerfully and financially. We pray that God will bless you, your families, and that he will shine his face upon you in every endeavor of your life. So until next week, this is Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson, reminding you that Jesus Christ is alive and that he's coming back much sooner than many people think. See you next week. Shalom. Thank you.